Hello and welcome back to What We Could Have Been with me, Chelsea Grimes. This is a podcast about how our lives can take the most unexpected twists and turns and how moments can change your life. And my next guest on the episode is an example of just that and how one audition, one moment in time, sent it on a journey to the top of the charts in not just the UK, but in America as well. Most of you at home, I'm sure, will remember her from X Factor and how she swaggered into all of our lives at the age of just 16. You know, for me personally, I met Cher working with her in the studio, but I remember still to this day that moment that I turned on the TV and I seen her perform. And I think it's still one of the most iconic, iconic auditions of the whole show. You know, now she's a wife, a mum, as well as a recording artist and has released a new single whilst being in lockdown. And also, guys, if you can hear a little bit of background noise, I'm outside enjoying the sun, so don't judge me on that. This is what we could have been with Cher Lloyd. Cause it kills me every time that I see what we could have been. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm very, very well. We're just going to get right into it because... Well, not like we have much to do. I don't. I know you do. You've got a little one. <laughs> What's lockdown be like for you? Let's just start right there. How's it been? It's been a roller coaster ride. I, I feel like I don't really know what day it is. No, none of us do. <laughs> one minute I'm really happy. The next, I just want to scream. I've had a few little cries. Amen, sister. Just to let it out, and it makes me feel so much better. Had a little drink, had a little party at home. That's it. I feel like everyone's been drinking, like, way too much. I've had two gin and tonics today already, and it's only... Well, it's seven o'clock, but, yeah, are you with me? It's just a little rum and coke. I've been asking a few people, have you had any highlights of lockdown? Have you have you completed a 5,000-piece puzzle yet? Or what have, you, what have you done? Have you learned a language? No, please don't expect anything <laughs> special from me. I am just try, I'm just trying my best to be a good mother. It must be hard. Keep my shit together, which is, yes. which is challenging in itself. Especially when I can't just go on, oh, mum, like... This is doing me editing, can you help me? Yeah. Because on FaceTime, I'm like, look at her, look at my child, she's wild. <laughs> a few of my friends have been saying they just want to kind of lock the kids outside for a minute and feed them through the door. They just need like an hour or two. It must be hard. I mean, I don't have that problem at the minute. So I, I am, I'm with you there, Cher, I'm with you. But what about music? Have you been writing much? Have you been working still? Yeah, I mean, I've tried to. We put a single out during all of this, which is like, yeah. I don't know whether it was a crazy decision or a really good decision. I feel like it was the right decision because it had been so long since I had a song out, so I had to do it. But just focusing on that, but not actually being able to go and promote my song, it's been really weird to me. Yeah. Um, have you been doing any of these, like interviews like this? Yeah, I have. But, like, I know you already, so I feel, like, chill about it. Yeah. But there's something quite weird, like, I'm at my house. Like, I'm at home, like, and I'm doing interviews from my home and, like, they can see me in my house. And it's like, I've always felt a little bit weird about that. 
Well, I was going to talk to you about that. It was a good place to start because everyone, like you just said, who I've got on the podcast so far, you know, I've known them all. It's not like some PR guys out there getting all people in. It's all people I respect a lot and I want to know more about their story and hopefully the listeners. You know, the podcast's just about inspiring people and showing that what you just said, it is a roller coaster of a life. And I wanted to talk to you so much because... Uh, you're just fascinating. You are very fascinating to me. And I remember watching X Factor when I seen you swag on, like, and I was like, "Oi, who is this girl?" And then you know, you've had you've had a crazy time, and I really want to get into that. Shall we take it right back? What what was the start for you? How did you fall in love with music? And yeah, what was your first little break before X Factor even? happened do you know what it's all a little bit crazy like my mum used to say to me that I could sing before I could like string a sentence together and she'd say that anywhere you took me like I could be asleep in the buggy a bit of music comes on I'm like <laughs> like that's where where how it started for me there's just this like love for music and I felt like I could communicate better with music than I could with my words and that's how it's been forever I'm a lot better at singing than I am chatting. I really. <laughs> was you like? A, was you a shy kid? Was you because I'm finding like in most of the people that I'm talking to, whether it's sport, entertainment, even photographers, everyone's quite introverted, which is very fascinating because we go out on stage and we do this crazy life, but a, a lot of the time we're very like we are very introverted people. Yes, absolutely. I think a lot of people don't understand that, especially with performers. Like with me, I get quite like bad anxiety, like entering like a social situation where there could be a lot of people, and I, it's like you you prepare yourself, don't you? And you're like, oh, like what if this person comes up and talks to me? Like what will I say? Like what will I do? I am that person, like really introvert, really introvert. Yeah. But then if you give me a microphone, I'll be like. Oh. <laughs> exactly and that's what it is like I'm trying to still find out what that is because same for me like I can get on a bus or a tube and feel like oh my god people looking at me or uh, but then on stage or if I'm in a studio and I know I'm good at that I'm fine and I think it's that it's knowing I guess what you're good at and how you feel comfortable okay so you started there you know you're a kid were you going to like music schools and all that were you did you have that growing up auditions and stuff or well, I was really lucky because my grandparents were a big part of me finding my voice and having the opportunity to join in with other groups of singers and performers. And I, I did like a little weekend class and I'd go every Saturday and I'd go and do this performing arts class for like two hours. And it was the best two hours of my week. Like I just look forward to it so much. I, I didn't really care for, like, the overdramatic drama classes. Like, I <laughs> yeah. just felt like a bit of a wally. But as soon as, like, singing lessons come on, I was like, yeah, this is exactly where I need to be, what I need to be doing. But really, my, like, biggest break as a kid was we went to, um, like, a working men's club. I was so embarrassed as well because I didn't really want to go. <laughs> You even look embarrassed saying that, you're like, I was so embarrassed. Uh, just at the time, like, being like a, I don't know, 13, 14. And um, we go in, it's like, full of, like, quite elderly people. <laughs> and it's bingo. And I said to me mum, I didn't want to go and play bingo. I wanted to go out with me mate. She dragged me to the bingo. And there was this singer on stage, and I was watching her, and I was just thinking, I could do that. 
oh, I could do that. I, I want to be up there, even though it wasn't the hugest, you know, audience. They probably didn't really want to listen to a singer like me. I just wanted <laughs> yeah. that opportunity. So I, I said to the bloke that owned the place, I said, I can do that. <laughs> and he sort of went, it he went, huh? I went, yeah, give me, give me a chance. I'll do a song. And I did a song and then he ended up asking me to come back every single what weekend. What was the song? Oh, I think, do you know what's so funny? I think it was a Dolly Parton song. Oh, amazing. It was like Jolene or something. Yeah, I, that was my first job and I got paid a tenner every weekend. Come on, come on. I remember, I don't, I don't know a few gigs. It's kind of this similar thing. It was a bar in in um, Lark Lane, if anyone's from Liverpool who's listening. And I used to, I knew like three chords on a piano and I got me piano for Christmas. Well, it was a keyboard and I got it for Christmas and I used to sing like Neo and Alicia Keys. But I used to make like 30 quid for the weekend and that was me out with me mate. Oh, that's yeah, more than me. Oh, I had to save up for my trip to New Look. <laughs> okay, so so that's, I guess, where you got your confidence. And I think, you know what people say? I was talking to Jade from Little Mix, and she was saying, if you can do work in men's clubs, you can do Wembley. Like, you, the crowd there, you, you're fine. Forget about Simon Cowell. <laughs> He's got nothing on them people. And the looks... He's got nothing from Ted down the road, him. So X Factor, let's let's go into it. Let's get it over with quick because it was a massive a massive story and it was kind of it, it was how I first found it and I think a lot of people you did take the world by storm. I think the whole country after we seen you and we saw Cheryl absolutely fall in love like through the TV. What was that like? Because d- didn't you audition before that year? Yeah, I think it was like the year before. I was 15, yeah, 15, and me nan took me, and I sang, I sang a Dolly Parton song, and it just wasn't right. It wasn't yeah. right, it wasn't, it wasn't exactly what I wanted to do. I think I was um, maybe trying to please other people, and not just do it for, for the reasons that, you know, I wanted to do it, and it yeah. didn't happen, and I was heartbroken about it, like I was like, absolutely in bits I said to me yeah I said to me mum oh how am I ever going to recover from this what will people think (laughs) and she was like it's not that much of a big deal like it's fine you just pick yourself back up and you try again do you think it was more I always find that as well whenever I get told no or if I've spoke to people about and then it doesn't happen sometimes it's not even the fact that it's happened it's me ego a little bit like that I feel it's it's, to, it's, and it's, it's bad to say, and I'm not proud to say, like, but I think every artist or anyone who believes that we can even be in this industry and make it has a bit of an ego, like, who gets on stage and makes music, like, we've all got one. You have to, do you know why? Because it's so cutthroat that if you yeah. didn't, then, bye. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs> you had your chance, bye, bye. <laughs> it is that sort of thing, and... You know, although that side of it is a little bit ugly because you think, oh, am I really that, that like, is that in me to be that way? But yeah. seriously, with anything in my life, if someone tells me no, I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> well, I figure this out and prove you wrong. That, that has always been my attitude. And that's yeah. why I decided to go straight back and audition again. And that's why I chose the song I did. It was a bit of a risk because even like the producers of the show were like, yeah, we can't really find the backing track for that one. (laughs) (laughs) 
There we go. But it was, it was iconic. Were you like in your room practicing before it like daily or was that just like off the cuff? Like, come on, be honest. No, I used to spend hours in the mirror. Yes. Hours. And I would, my, I've always been quite known for my, um, expressive facial <laughs> you know I don't hide anything like ever like whatever I'm feeling you'll you'll see it on my face I'm so expressive and yeah I, I don't know it just that song just brought that out of me like times 10 I love it it's a it's a I mean I think it the audition like people say oh it's the song or the artist but you and that song it was swag on weren't it just to, for everyone listening, go. you've got to go and watch it if you haven't, because I just remember it just, it felt like the TV blew up when you was on there. Like it just, it was mad, but it was one of the best auditions I think the show has ever had. And I think, you know, you went on to do more and more songs in the live shows and Simon was saying like you had the performance of the, the show and all that. So, so talk me through the process a little bit, because I think all of us watching it, who's not being a contestant, we don't know how tough or maybe easier you thought it was was it a lot more than you thought I wasn't prepared like in any way I grew up thinking that an artist just goes on stage sings some songs looks glam does lovely photo shoots lovely interviews done I didn't understand this like celebrity gossipy side of it I wasn't aware that that stuff happened and I certainly wasn't aware that people could just make shit up about you and people will believe it (laughs) Like, come on. Yep. That is like, it's still crazy to me that that can even happen. But at that time while I was on the show, I felt like I, I wasn't allowed to have the voice to ever explain it. And how old was you again? How old I was 16. Wow, see? And that's the thing, like, I just turned 28 and it's like, I've dated people before or you have your people literally can write whatever they want and I'll be like but that didn't happen like I wasn't even there or and I'm like how did how are they allowed to do that but they did I mean it was so crazy that they printed a picture of me and my sister and the headline was something along the line of like shares in a relationship and me and my <laughs> sister was like all right <laughs> But I just felt like I couldn't even explain myself. And there was like this this crazy thing happened, right? Where I was stood in like a canteen on the X Factor and I was making a cup of tea. And I had a spoon where I'd uh, stirred the, the tea. And I was chatting to a producer or someone on the show. And like I said, I'm really like expressive. So I've got the spoon, I'm going da 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 chatting. And then newspaper printed it and said that I'd threatened this poor woman with a hot spoon. And I'm like, I can't win with you guys. And then it's like, oh, people are hating on me. Well, I wonder why. Because you're telling people I'm attacking people with spoons. (laughs) Make sure it's plastic next time, Cher. Make sure it's plastic. No, listen, it's one of them. You, You... the the press because you know then you you have to weigh it up it, they should not be allowed to do this but at the same time people are like well you knew what you signed up for and well the fans help your career but at the same time like yeah, but just shitty think... media shitty media doesn't yeah. help anyone and especially when it comes to your mental health like Amen you you to have that. to be held accountable when it comes to just completely just not not on not on stuff yeah. like we know 
sort of stuff like that's happened and you just think can't get away with it but as years go on it'll get less and less and that like horrible gossipy pulling people down thing will become less of a trend yeah I mean like I said you you seem like you just said there you're one of them people who you know if someone says you can't do something and I've got that in me like it makes you want to go more but but people think that it doesn't hurt you and you know you might post a picture and be like it's all good but it it hurts doesn't it 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 hurts it does and it's like I think people you know need to be a bit more honest because we all sit there and we go oh well you know like I'm living my best life and and that's a good deflective mechanism to have but it is if you're listening and you make fake accounts to just go and troll people like oh please get a hobby get a (laughs) hobby like it must but then again i think to myself they must be in such a terrible place of course to to feel the need to do it but also i think everyone needs to remember that we're all just people we're just people and we're all going to the same place at the end of the day like i'm no different to you you're no different to me like we're just people that's it i love that what what was what was the lowest time for you then on that you've talked about there about some of the stories and stuff what was the what was the best part of the show and what was the lowest part of the show oh the best part of the show there were so many like high points of being on that show i think i made amazing memories um the performances like that opportunity to step out on a stage live on tv and just give it my absolute all. Like, I, I wouldn't be able to recreate that feeling ever again. Like, it was just a once-in-a-lifetime feeling for me. And I, I loved it. I loved that opportunity. Probably, like, the lowest point was... I didn't know that my uncle had passed away while I was on the show. Like, my mum wanted me to come home for her, for her to tell me. And I remember someone saying to me that unfortunately they weren't able to tell me at the time my family wanted to because the newspaper had already released the story about it and then the next thing was that I couldn't go to his funeral because if I went then the press would come along and basically just shut the whole road down and I didn't want to be the reason why my family couldn't you know pay their respects to him it was just that feeling of oh this is so much bigger like this is like I probably won't ever ever live a normal life ever again which in some ways is is amazing like, I'm so grateful for all the opportunity that I've had the life that I get to live but along with that my privacy has totally been taken away from me and that's why yeah. I've made that decision yeah I've got a beautiful little girl and I love her with all my heart but I just ain't ready to, to let anyone see her. I'm just not. Yeah, no. I'm not. It. Just because I don't ever want her to feel the way that I felt or ever put her privacy in a position where people can make judgment on a tiny little girl. I just can't <laughs> do it. I can see you just glushing with her. What's the word? <laughs> glushing? I just made that word up. She's the best thing that's ever happened to me. I love her. Oh, shit. You're breaking my heart. Okay, so we've just spoke there, you know, the show. But what it did go on to do for you, I mean, I don't I don't Google stuff and I don't like to look before I have a chat on here because I want it to feel so natural. But I did have a look. And, you know, you come off the back of that show and first single, number one. Like, 
as a musician myself and a, and a kid who grew up like dreaming of having songs in the charts, how did you feel when you're seeing your name on top of the charts? Like, what is that? I think it happened like on my birthday as well. Did it? Like on my 18th birthday. Like it was just like, I just felt like I was dreaming. Just absolutely dreaming. Like how could this have happened to me? Like not that long ago, I'm sat at home in my bedroom, literally just left school, didn't know what I was going to do at all. I was just like lost. And then literally I'm in a hotel room, I get a phone call, it's Radio 1, they say I'm number one. Like... I don't... Yeah, it was amazing. Just amazing. And they're not obviously only UK. You were, like, one of the first females, and still to do it, who goes over to the pond, the other side over there, the, the, big, the big US of A, and you absolutely smashed it. I remember, like... It, I feel like it was yesterday, but we're, we're talking. You were on X Factor in 2010, so it's 10 years ago. Yeah, it's I still like I still feel like 16 myself, but America, that is something that you know, people now still it's so hard to do. What do you think it was about you that just worked out there? I I honestly I'm not too sure. Like I don't really know. It was just like this whirlwind. Like I went over there to do like a little bit of writing and I literally went with like one suitcase. And then all of a sudden I'm being told, no, you're going to stay for a long time because the song's in the charts and it's taking off and you're going to go and do a tour of every radio station in America and meet oh your fans. God. And I was just like this, like, I just, I couldn't believe it, but it was the, like the most incredible time of my life. Not only like for the success, but to have the opportunity to travel like that. Like who, like, who gets that opportunity to do that? I mean, it, it is like 0.0000001% of even musicians, never mind people, like, who get to go and do that. It's, it's an amazing achievement that I've just got so much respect for you, and that's what I really wanted to dive in and talk more about that side of it. Like, how different is American, you know, the, the whole breaking of America? Because it just, it's like a dream for anybody. Like, it is just incredible. Were you living in LA then at this time? Yeah, at that time. Well, well no, out of my suitcase. Because we travelled. So every city? Yeah. So we travelled so much. Like, we'd get on planes, like, every day. <laughs> America's so massive. Like, we'd just get on planes and we'd stay in all these different hotels. And some of them were amazing. Most of them were. And then some of them were a bit like... Where are we? Like in the middle of yeah. nowhere. But it was those memories that we made. And not only that, like performing the song at the radio station and you go outside and it's just like packed full of people. Yeah, and they're not like, oh, it's Cheryl Lloyd. They're like, oh my God, it's Cheryl Lloyd. <laughs> I've never experienced that before. Like, like proper, I don't know, just like craziness. It was just every single day I woke up in the morning and just thought, this is my life. Can you believe I was going to say, can you remember one specific moment? Were you in on a plane? Were you, you know, I don't know, in the shower singing? Was there a moment where you were just like, oh my God, I'm doing it? Like, I, did you have a breakdown? Did you cry? Like, what? I remember, it was probably like, I'll never ever forget it, ever. I was stood at the side of the stage, Madison Square Garden. Oh my God, even that shit. I just, I can't even believe I'm saying it. 
I'm stood at the side of the stage with the microphone in my hand, literally waiting to go on to sing Want You Back to a sea of people, like a sea of people. And I'm that nervous. My mic's going like that and my bottom lip's going. I'm thinking, I'm not going to be able to hold it together. And just that feeling of like, I'm actually here. Like, I'm here in this moment with this opportunity. Like, how did this happen to a girl like me? That's just... That's and mad. that's that's exactly exactly what this podcast is about. Anyone out there listening right now, and you need a bit of inspiration. If you don't come away from this chat with Cher feeling like you can take over the world, then I don't know what can. I mean, I'm getting inspired just listening to you because, like I said, you know, I've done some pretty cool stuff in my life, but just hearing from other people like how their journey's been it's it's just boss I just love life at the minute I'm bossing god it just it I don't even know where to go after that like so it's so you know what was there a was there a minute in LA that you just thought I actually don't want to do this anymore did it ever get a bit too much or were you just flying high as a kite by that point I would be lying to you if I said that my career has just gone like this just up up and up like it hasn't been like that I've had a long career it's been 10 years and just the fact that I came from a reality tv show like that to me I feel super proud that I've you know had a long lasting career so far but there's been some crazy times where I've just thought why did I put myself in this position like I love what I do I love to sing I love to perform but there's some shit that I had to deal with that I just thought, is it actually worth it? Like all of this madness, just for instance, like feeling like my voice was taken away from me, like my identity was taken away from me. It's like, you wear this, you sing this song, you do this, you go on stage in a tutu, even though you want to wear baggy jeans. Like it was those moments where I understand that you have to earn your stripes, like, I'm not silly, I know how it goes. But it just felt like I wasn't being authentic. And that was the reason why people, you know, say that they fell in love love with me. So it just felt like madness for for people to want to turn me into something I'm not. And I really struggled. And that is, it's hard though, like, like we're saying there, especially, you know, these you'll get a record deal and then you go to America and you sign a, a, a big deal or whatever and then you know there's the next minute you've got 20 people in a room and you're already successful but they're like okay to take you to the next step you need to do this 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 and this and it's hard you know like you said at this age I'm guessing what you're 19 18 19 and you know you, you've got to kind of trust I mean I've been in that position you've got to kind of trust that these people kind of know what they're doing because, you know, they're like, look at the discs on the walls. We've been successful with this and this and this. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to keep having a, you know, a track record of making it. Like, people listening, they constantly are asking, you know, uh, what artist are you writing with? What? And it's always as a songwriter as well. You know, you take a risk. We don't get paid to go into a session. We're just hoping that maybe one out of those five new artists breaks because it's very difficult now. And I think, you know, it is all good. We're talking about all the amazing things because let's be honest, especially in lockdown right now, it's good to look back and go, you know what? I've got a, I've got a decent life. But at the same time, it's been really good for me to reflect on things that like you just said, then maybe I wasn't as authentic as I could have been and maybe that could have swayed it a bit and stuff, but at least we do learn 
lessons along the way, right? And I don't think that you definitely let that happen again. Like you just said, you're 10 years on now. I feel like you're more in control now than ever. Yeah, Is that right? I think I went through being on the show and feeling like everyone said that I was like the loud mouth and that I was over-opinionated. I was a bit chavvy, whatever. <laughs> yeah, all right, I wore a tracksuit, okay. Um, <laughs> and then there was this like, overwhelming fear that people didn't like how bold I was and how outspoken. So I didn't want to lose my opportunities. So I, I began to get like real quiet and less opinionated. And that's, that's where I feel like I let a few things slide for the sake of, of being grateful to even be in the industry. Yeah. Whereas yeah. if I just would have put my foot down, maybe things would have been different. I don't know. I don't know. But like you said, like we learn. We learn. And yeah, exactly. it's, it's all part of, I hate to use the word journey, but it's, it's, it's all part of my journey and, and the reason why I'm in the position I am today. I've been asking as well, have you got all your discs like in a special place or your awards anywhere or are they just banged in the covers? Ah, <laughs> uh, do you know what? I'm I'm a bit weird. Like, I'm like well proud of what I've done. Yeah. But I don't know. Are you a bit like this where like you're like, I'm well proud, but I don't want to like show off? Yeah, <laughs> I've got not any here at the minute, but I did just buy a house. And I'm building a studio, so you'll have to come over. And oh, now big you know, moves. Oh, oh. you know, I'm going to be there. But I have it's got, I've got, a pad. I've got one up, and that's the one you want you back. One, just because it went like something crazy, like triple platinum or something like that. <laughs> you can say it. You, you say it like just because it went. You know, it smashed the charts. <laughs> but yeah, I have got more. But um, I'm saving him. I'm saving him for when I move you saving them well we did we spoke a little bit about your little girl but you said it was the best thing you've done i think it's it's super important to to everyone listening to just show that you are i, I still can't believe you know mom you don't look like a day over 16 still for one you have not changed at, at all what has it been like is that probably your biggest challenge achievement everything wrapped up into one little bundle it's just it's a i have like mixed emotions about the balance of being a mother and being a working mother like I don't it's so difficult it is so difficult at the same time it's so rewarding something happened just after I had Delilah before I had Delilah I had lots and lots of music you've heard the music I'm well excited about it someone in the industry listened to it, really wanted to, like, do a certain deal with me, loved music. I had my baby, and they changed their mind. That bloke changed his mind. He backtracked, and he was like, we don't think it would be a good look for you. And this is the thing, people listening again, when people think that stuff doesn't happen to women more than men, because, you know, you look at some of the boys in the charts you do have children and that's it's not a problem for them right it's not a problem because no one's questioning who's got their kid exactly you know i have a husband we share equal responsibility for our child (laughs) and not only it's hard for people to fathom you know you wouldn't you wouldn't (laughs) and also like 
how dare someone tell me whether or not I'm ready or whether the public would have a problem with me going back to work so quick. I just had like, it was like a punch in the gut. Because it's like, yeah. it was like my talent wasn't enough. Like that, that wasn't enough. Like, because I'm a mum now, you didn't want to, what, you didn't want to take that risk. Like you thought that I wouldn't work hard enough. You thought I wouldn't be the same. And that's why a couple of weeks later, I released none of my business in a crop top on a beach, just yes. going, sod you. Because if yeah, you yeah. tell me I can't, and I'll tell you what, between takes, I had Delilah in my arms, I was a mum. There. Oh. <laughs> I, I, took, I took her Shit. with me. That, look, I want my daughter to grow up and watch me and see that whatever block is put in your way, you just got to smash through it. No matter what, like there's going to be people who tell you you can't do it. You've got to do it, not just to prove them wrong, but to prove it to yourself. Like you have that capability of just doing whatever you put your mind to. That's it. Love that. Love that. What, what would you do if she, she turned around to you, you know, 10 years from now and she's like, mum, I want to be a singer. How do you feel? Go for yeah. it. If she came to me and she said she wanted to do anything, do anything, be an astronaut, you go do it. I was brought up with amazing parents. Anything that I set my mind on, they were supportive 100%. And like, we made no plan Bs. Like, I was going to do what I was going to do. And I feel that same way with her. I am not I don't want to be a parent that dictates to my child what they should do. I am definitely here to guide and help and lift, support my child in whatever she wants to do. As long as she don't yes. sit on her ass and do nothing, that's it. Because I'm <laughs> not dealing with that. that. I'm not dealing with a lazy little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, this podcast is called What We Could Have Been. I think, you know, listening to your journey, it's been incredible. It's made, I've not stopped smiling because it makes me feel again like I, I was just at the beginning of my journey when I watched you emerge. So it's, it's awesome that it's done a full 360 and now we're able to sit and talk about the past. But what would you have been, you know, if you didn't get a yes on X Factor that year and it was your second no, was the, like you said, there was no plan B, but wait, what do you think Cher Lloyd would be doing now? Oh, I dread to think. I absolutely <laughs> dread. I dread to think, in all honesty, like I wish I could turn around to you and say, I would have been a lawyer. No, I wouldn't have. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I left school with one GCSE. And that was in music. So that was it? That was music. The only reason I got that GCSE is because I chose to do one part of the exam. I didn't do the written bit. I just wrote a song and got a B. And I was like, <laughs> amazing. I was, I was just, I, school wasn't it. It just wasn't it. Like, I just didn't succeed in any, anything like that. But I'm sure I would have tried my best at whatever my path would have been. But I am so grateful that my path has been this. Just so yeah. grateful. It was destiny, it was destiny. Well, Cher, listen, I feel like that's it. We're, we're wrapping up. What is next? Tell everyone what's next. And I'm excited. Have you got new music coming? Like, how soon? I know you just dropped a single. How is that? Oh, it's just, 
it's been amazing to be able to still release music like think like what if we didn't have this technology like what if there was no social media to to even tell people to go listen to the song what so then us musicians we just sit and <laughs> like that would have been wait patiently wait, just wait <laughs> it's kind of crazy because we're talking about the next single coming up and we're like well how are we going to do the video and i'm like Mm. <laughs> I don't really know because we're all stuck at home. I'm sure I'll come up with something. But yeah, it's been really good. And, and still, like, the reaction 10 years on has been amazing. I just really hope that I get the opportunities. You know what it's like. You know what it's 100%, like. 100%. You just, you just really hope for those opportunities to push your career on further. No, I, listen, I can't wait to see it again. As soon as lockdown is over and I've got the house, come over oh, for a weekend and definitely. we'll write loads of tunes and we can just do this, but not yeah. on FaceTime and have a little glass of wine. I know. Oh, oh it'd be bliss. I can't wait to share. Thank you so much, okay? Thank you. Thanks for listening, guys, so much. I loved that podcast with Cher. I think everyone could hear the excitement. I felt like I was at Madison Square Garden at that point. And I hope that everybody listening to this episode today goes away from it and feels like you can literally do whatever you put your mind to. Because like Cher said, and like I said, you know, it was just a dream for us. And it can happen. It shouldn't happen to people like us, but it did because we put the graft in. Again, thank you so much here for joining me and thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed the podcast, make sure you subscribe to the series and please leave us a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. I'll be back next time with another amazing guest. No, I'm not going to tell you who it is right now. You'll have to wait another week. But this is what we could have been. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Because it kills me every time that I see what we could have been. 